Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jason no. Blake. No. Let's go, Devils! Woo! The Devils! Do the putty. What? Do the putty. The, the devils. Putty? Yeah, Seinfeld. Oh, I don't know no, how to do Adam, that. Adam what that. I just did. Oh, Adam does the no devils. There you go. <laughs> oh, right, I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember face that. Face painted and he went See, on the date. I don't remember. You guys are so good at pulling shit from shows right out of thin air. The Both of you. You're great yeah. with Simpsons, Family Guy, Seinfeld. Uh, You're amazing with that. And so you are like crazy with South Park and Family Guy. Now you just pull... Pull it yeah, right out of right. I can't remember a line to save my life, but I remember I liked it. <laughs> yeah. And that's... I enjoyed you know it. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah. It's okay. okay. Well, you can't right. be good at everything. Listen, I'm sure uh, as a Devils uh, uh, fan, you can understand my excitement. The Devils have won the trade deadline. It's just happened. Yeah. Not the team that's going to get Patrick Hinn and Vladimir no, Tarasenko. The Devils have won the trade deadline <laughs> because they didn't really give up much. And... We're not going to talk about it right now, oh, even okay. though it is probably the lead story. The most unnecessarily big trade ever. <laughs> it was, it was, I think it was, it was at NHL 2023 that like the EA sports account was like, when you keep adding players to make a trade work in it NHL. It was seven to six. Yeah. It's a 13 part trade. And then fucking Justin Fisher on the SDPN account, uh, adds me and is like, oh, this is what like Jesse doing GM mode or whatever. And that opened the door for people to chirp me about how I don't have a Stanley Cup. You know what? Well, so, the, the Devils better hope it's nothing like you. You kept freaking losing. Yeah, Whoa, the, de- the Devils have at least one. <laughs> no, I, I was doing nothing on a Sunday and all of a sudden my mentions are filled up with people reminding me I didn't want a Stanley Cup. Thank you. Jesse's not upset about it at all. Not mm. mad. Thanks. At Rock Company eighty three. Whoa! I mean, you were almost uh, you know one of the first ever GMs to win a cup with a third stringer as your starter. So you know, good for you. Uka Pekka? Yeah. You call him a third stringer? How oh, dare you? Yeah. Maybe yeah. if you gone out and get a real goalie. We're in the Stanley Cup final. Lost in Game Seven. So you so, stink. So a couple of things. A couple of things before we get to the Leafs, and then we'll get to Meyer and all the other stuff. Uh, first off, we just finished recording an interview with Eric Lindros. And uh, it's, we expected it to be a part of this show, uh, this episode that we're doing. We decided it's too good. It's a podcast. It's, it's an hour long. Yeah. And I, you know, Eric, we, we've known Eric uh, personally, luckily enough for a while through Easter Seals and, and uh, he's been spectacular through that. But I can remember Eric Lindros when, you know, we were kids and he was doing interviews. He wasn't a wordy guy, uh, mm-hmm. but man, he's got some amazing stories and some really great insight into hockey. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, there was that there was that year and, and old school Lee fans are going to remember this where he was almost dealt to Toronto at the trade deadline and we were dying for it. And we asked about it and uh, we asked. Uh, he had some very interesting thoughts on the current Flyers. And, oh, yeah, um, that if you're a Flyers fan, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to want. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Ray Bork tidbit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Cujo one, too. Oh, I forgot. Oh, and yeah. Also, um, burgers. Yes. So that'll be tomorrow on the SDPN YouTube. So you're getting a bonus episode because we're going to do today. We're going to do Eric tomorrow. We're going to do our normal episode on Wednesday that we record. And then, of course, you know that Friday is the trade deadline spectacular. Uh, So we've got, um, you know, we're going to be doing 
as the trades break, I'm not sure if there's going to be any good names left, uh, but as the trades break, we're going to be doing uh, sort of instant analysis, but throwing up videos uh, right here in the studio. And then, of course, um, we've got uh, Game Over as well. Uh, they're doing a live stream, and uh, I'm just pulling up the details for that because I've had 40 bajillion text messages this morning. Uh, but it's, it, you know, it's an exciting time. Like, there's so much going on. Uh, four to six Eastern Standard Time is when that'll happen. Live on the SDPN YouTube. Uh, Audie James is the main host. Uh, Avery, Brady, Charlie, Dennis, Kaya, Lauren, Mark, and Maude will all be a part of it. Checking in with the different markets and getting reactions. Um, so you can you can log on live and scream about how upset you are about your team, Edmonton Oilers fans. That's because, awesome. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot going on for trade Fun deadline. Thing very excited. About that live stream with Game Over. Uh, Andrew Berkshire, he's out. Uh, he had surgery in, in his mouth. Yeah, they took his jaw off. <laughs> Just ripped it off. <laughs> right off. Yeah. The, the, like the bad guy from Joyride. They took yeah. his jaw off. And <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you don't know this. Adam called him over the weekend and told him he has to do trade deadline. That's right. Day. That's right. Really? You yep. told him, go get COVID <laughs> and work trade deadline. Without a jaw. Without a jaw. And, I, and, and, and like the meme on the internet of me, for some reason, with a gun... Just waved my Glock at the phone like, come on, Andrew. <laughs> you know. By the way, Joyride is a movie about a uh, trucker that uh, gets catfished by these teens. And these, he chases them. And he chases them with the world's quietest truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all of a sudden they're just driving on the road and all of a sudden high beams come up. Like, and there he is. <laughs> and it's, no, it's uh, it was a, a very common bit in my house with my wife to go, I need to talk to Candy Cane <laughs> <laughs> over the years. That movie, I'm obsessed with it. It's, it's one of the worst movies ever. Terrible. It's a terrible movie. So, but um, so fun. So let's talk about what's the most important for all of the NHL, which is the Leafs played last night. Oh, yeah. And the Leafs won five to five to one. And what was crazy is that Seattle came roaring out. That first five minutes belonged to the Kraken. Mm -hmm. They scored. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, man, what the fuck is it with Sunday games? Oh, what is it with yeah. the Leafs and Ban Sunday them. games? Ban all of them forever. The, much, the Leafs except that partying one. on Saturdays. I would love to ask Sportsnet yeah. stats what the Leafs record is on Sundays just generally in the last 10 terrible. years. It's got to be bad. But the Leafs then, uh, the rest of the period, what, would, what was the, what were the shots? There were 20, 20 to 7. And for, they, the, for the first period, 20 to 7. 20 to 7, and they outscored the Kraken 3-1. And then the next period, they were, the Leafs were outshot 15 to 5 and outscored the Kraken 1-0. That's just spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. And I can't remember this happening, like two four-goal lopsided victories between the two teams. The Kraken came into Toronto, beat the Leafs 5-1. The Leafs went into Seattle and beat them 5-1. Like, just weird. Just totally bizarre. Weird. You didn't have Wrong anything nights. nice to say about Philip Grubauer. Yeah, he's not a good goalie. Um, should I go on? Well, we can't, it, but are you taking that away from one game where you saw him play? I mean, you can't, and you can't no, doubt I, the, the Kraken's commitment to defense, right? They All those guys are always back. No, I, I just, I saw he was starting and like... It was like a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, whew. oh, he, this is win night. Let's go. Woo. Dude, he's, I don't know even how much of that game I put on him. Um, he's got to figure out how to battle um, through screens, um, but the Kraken didn't help him at all. Like that first goal, Ryan O'Reilly, I didn't realize um, the net front presence he can be whenever mm. you hear a player is a great two-way player 
you never actually think about both ways. You're just like, oh, that means he's good defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's great in front of uh, the other team's net. Um, Giordano scores. Grubauer never saw it. Um, Tavares and O'Reilly were the two closest people to Grubauer on the second goal. Also bad. Um, uh, it took five Kraken versus three Leafs on the third goal. They don't come up with the puck, even though they outnumber the Leafs five to three. Lilligren gets a clean shot. Easy. Matthews, Bunting, Marner, just owning the front of the net on the fourth goal. And the fifth goal was bullying. That was unnecessary. You didn't need any of that. And Adam Larson just doing a bunch of busy nothing Mm. on that goal. All of them were doing busy nothing. And that one was on Martin Jones. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know Grubauer's numbers are awful, but kind of watching Seattle's defense yesterday, I was like, oh, well, yeah. I'm I'm amazed his save percentage is as high as it is. And Seattle is a team that outscores its problems. Like that's what they've done this year. I mean, I'm just like, all you have to do is look at their, if you doubt me, just go to NHL.com and look goals for their eighth goals against 15th. Their differential is something like, I don't know what do they have? 200 15th is wildly better than last year, better than last year. But last year was horrendous. I'm thinking we're their Their goal differential is less than 20. It's like 17 and a plus 17, which is okay. But when you look at the, you know, okay. So you don't play Philip Grubauer against the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Who's your option? Uh, Martin Jones. Wow. And he's got a great record. 23, 10 and, and O or sorry, 10, 23, 10 and three. That's Pretty, extremely good. That's amazing. What's his safe percentage? I'm going to go nine Oh four, eight ninety two. Oh, oh, he's and, falling off. And guess what? It's better than Philip or it's, it's less good than Philip Grubauer. Is it? Phil oh, Gru- he must have Philip really Grubauer has a better safe percentage. Really? By one point. I know, I feel like the Kraken, did they get lit up the other night? Maybe, well, maybe that's what happened. Um, they don't have a single player that's a point a game, but they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys with 30 points or more. Who leads them in scoring? Matty Beneers. Nope. Okay. I think he leads them in, I was about to say goal scoring, but nope, that's Jared McCann. Jared McCann does not lead them in scoring though. Jordan Eberle. Really? He picked up that an assist sense. last night and it said, oh, it's 34th. And I went, what? But I think the most interesting stat of all with the Kraken when it comes to their goaltending and their team defense is that they are third last in shots allowed per game. What I mean by that is that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. They absolutely. are a top three team in shots allowed. So they <laughs> allow just a hair under 28 shots a game. The only two teams ahead of them, the Flames with 27 and the defensively unbelievable Carolina Hurricanes were 26.4 shots allowed per game. Hmm. So at the end of the day, the Kraken, who are now in the second wild card spot, they have a good team in front of them. They play good sound defense. They're not allowing a lot of shots. Their goaltenders suck. Yeah, they're... They should be... In the West is, and I, I we pissed off a lot of people in the comment section, which I have taken re- to referring to as the compliments section. The Adam Wild fan club. The compliments section <laughs> hmm. under the YouTube video. I uh, said, well, the West, the West isn't weak. We have the Stanley Cup. And that's true. But based on how we measure success in the game in the regular season, uh, the West sucks. The top six teams in the entire National Hockey League are from the Eastern Conference. No, based the, on no Jesse, and wins. they have the cup, though, from last year, though. Yeah, but the top six teams would all lead the West. That's that's like calling the Toon Squad from uh, friggin' Space Jam the best basketball team of all time. Like, no, they had Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? That's having the Stanley Cup. 
Like they they weren't there because of Sylvester the cat. They were there because Michael Jordan because no, Bill was Murray carrying his, the team. Bill Murray iced his knees and he came in clutch. Yeah, for sure. No, like uh, it's it's not strong this year. And yeah, of course a winner could come out of the West. Mm-hmm. Of course, but overall, if like if we were to have interconference seeding in the playoffs, it would not go well for the West. <laughs> no. There'd be a lot of them out in the first round. There'd be a lot of them. And East is an arms race, man. Mm-hmm. An absolute And they're only getting race. stronger by all the trades that are happening yes. last week. And with Seattle, um, we were talking about like their their goalie situation, how many goals they've been scoring. If you remember during that win streak that they had, that extra long win streak that mm-hmm. put them into the playoffs by the very top of the Western Conference, they were on a ridiculous PDO bender. Oh, that's, that's gonna happen when you're when you're that good. Like your your shooting plus save percentage is gonna be really high. But you wonder if that stretch where it was like uh, early November through mid to late December, where they were just absolutely on fire, is kind of the peak of the Kraken. And now they kind of settled into who they really are. And if that they can't really recoup that and that crazy shooting percentage that they had, then. They're not, probably not going to surprise anybody in the playoffs. This won't make me popular, Jesse, but wouldn't you say that, like, that was a surprise when they, when they played that well. Nobody had the Kraken doing as well as they have done this year. And to me, them settling into what they've currently been or lately been. Lately been, yeah. That, that to me, seems a little bit more in line with what it should be. Now, they were asking in the broadcast last night, and I think it's a fair point of, this team's done really well this year in surprising people. Mm-hmm. They have a definitive three to five year plan of how they want to build this franchise. Last year was depressing. This year has been very exciting. And, you know, at not forget the added revenue because I think the owners are okay. But, you know, who doesn't love a little bit more money? I don't know. Avatar 2 didn't do as well as <laughs> Ruckheimer thought. So. Uh, uh, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this and thinking like, if you're going to add at the deadline, which no Western team has really done, um, do you add to this Kraken squad? Because to me, I don't know what you upgrade, and I don't know what you want to spend knowing what the goalie situation is. I think they just need more. And like, if you can go out and get a goalie, great. Um, High-end talent would be great, but I mean, that costs a lot. That was Timo. Yeah. I, I think if you can just go out and get them some help, there's a clear path to making the playoffs easier than in most years. It's never easy. But it's it's easier than in most years, and I mean, making the playoffs in your second year would be huge. I mean, look at the Golden Knights; they mm. they, they they got that market in a chokehold. Oh, it's amazing that first year. Absolutely. I mean, every so, year has been amazing for them. They've done quite well, except for last year. You you make it you make it your second year. Show your fans what playoff hockey looks like, like you know, live and in person. You don't even have to win the the first round; just get in, get in. The Vegas Golden Kings doing great. Golden, yeah, <laughs> just. Get the merchandise, get the experience, get everyone excited about the team and get them excited about next year Mm because we're going to be back and we're going to do even better. Yeah. That's how you sell it. So, so with the Leafs last night, you know, the the better team won, which is what you would hope (laughs) with the Leafs. A couple of kind of pointers though, is that, you know, because Seattle um, does get every man back, they do get a little bit clustered in front of the net. And it seems like the Leafs took advantage. You had Giordano opening the scoring, and I think Lilligren had the third goal. Both of them from high slot areas. Mm-hmm. And Lilligren especially has really come into his own lately. Really love that player, man. Like, he was brutal in front of his own net um, when he sort of became a regular last year. 
And now he just sort of does everything nice and calm with poise. A little bit boring in little, the best way. A little bit boring, but also like a, he's, he's a little bit meaner than he was too. He just guides people into the corner. He puts himself in positions where he doesn't have to defend the front of the net because he's already taken care of the problem. And uh, I mean, the one thing the Leafs didn't really have, especially earlier in the season, you know, you got all these high end forwards, but you don't even worry about the point shot. Right. Well, because they, they didn't have that. Yeah. You, you or gobble you like it up. They- you worry about the rebound, but you, you gobble it up and, and you have no problem. Now you got to worry about everything and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. And it was, it was great to see Gio, Gio get, uh, the, I didn't realize Chris Russell had blocked the most shots all time. And he passed Duncan Keith, which should tell you that it's a recent stat. Yeah. 0506 is the season it was implemented. That's when they started keeping shot yeah. blocking stats. Yeah. That's wow. The, he's the all time leader since that date. Should so, they, wow. should they do what I, I think one of the players on the team suggested and give him like golden chin pad or something like that? Hell yeah. Oh, they should get him. They something. should celebrate this somehow. Did he get the title belt? From the team? I hope he did. I don't know. Oh, after the game, yeah. Yeah, I know Matthews had two goals. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't need the belt. No. No. I, th- I think he gave it to Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They gave Sammy him a, was good too. a tribute video, too, in the first uh, commercial break. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Captain. Yeah, and then he came out, he did the stick wave or whatever. That's you know? cool. That's so, really cool. Eh, I guess. 55 games there. Yeah. Captain. But he was the first one. First captain, you trade him out 55 games. I can't believe it was that many. <laughs> no, honestly yeah serious yeah absolutely I guess it means yeah. something I around guess. this time last year yeah. M- matthews with the two goals you mentioned something they brought up again on the broadcast was that he scored in about as many games as he did last year mm-hmm. but it wasn't what what made last year pop was the bunches i think he had 16 multi-goal games last year which is dumb um and he that was his third this year mm-hmm. right? right so and he hadn't scored since the ryan o'reilly trade so the Mitch Marner, really? yeah. So the Mitch Marner switching to Nylander, that it was apparently to get him going a little bit, and it worked. It worked. Did break up the All Ontario line, but they still look good. Mitch is ridiculous. By the way, Mitch is tenth in the NHL in scoring. Um, we were sort of talking about how he's having this monster season, but he's not even really in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's tenth. Nylander's twelfth. Yeah. So you have two guys who are up there. Neither <laughs> of them are Matthews or Tavares who are like Tavares is having an A-OK season. 27 goals. And oh my God, I, can he not be so good at this left wing thing? Because I don't know. I kind of want to see the three headed monster, but the top six is just doing so well. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It's doing so incredibly well. And Noel Achari seems to have brought some, some identity to that bottom six, man. Love what a him. pickup. Great pickup, big hits. He had at least a, a couple big open ice hits uh, yesterday. Um, I, I There was an interesting little piece of uh, analysis. Um, O'Reilly is able to be more aggressive on the draw. They said this on the broadcast. I don't remember who said it, but it was on Sportsnet. Um, O'Reilly is able to be more aggressive on the draw because he knows if he loses it, it's John Tavares. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's going to take the face off. Yeah. So as a result, O'Reilly has won something like 75% of the draws he's taken as a leaf. Wow. Which we're getting. That's up. a crazy number. Is it four or five games now? You're not supposed to win that many. No, no. The best guys in the league is, wow, this guy's got like 57% on the draw, like, no, 75. I think he was, wasn't he like 16 and three on Friday night? Some ridiculous, Probably. crazy number. No, he's killing everyone. 
That's when awesome. the playoffs roll around, you have to do one, two, three down the middle. I'm, I still want to see it. Mm-hmm. I still think. Do you do Chief one, two, three down it? the middle to start, and then third period if you're pushing, you you yes, you roll. That roll is the lines. luxury of the team. That is the whole. I, that's the whole idea is when the, you actually need a goal, you fucking you throw it all the stars at once. I go just, go do it. Do a five forward lineup if you really want. Like you're on the power play or something ridiculous. But I think just for the dynamics of the game and rotating that whole line and have them run one, two, three all the time and how much of a killer that can be. And then you throw in Nolachari and his fourth line that's running. Like, then you're four deep. I want to see that. I The At only thing I worry bit. about is the line mates that you give O'Reilly. Because assuming Kerfoot? he's number three, it's Kerfoot and Engvall probably. Yeah. I, I was tweeting a little bit you about... You mean Kingvall. Yeah. Because he's a Swedish guy and they have a crown. All the, they love King a Ball. crown. <laughs> love a crown. Three crowns. Three. You don't um, like Kerfoot and Engvall? It's not really. Not particularly. The, I was tweeting yesterday about Bobby McMahon because he's been ridiculously hot in the American League. Um, but, like, I don't know. Is that the solution? Uh, nice. Nice. So, someone, I want to say it was Kyle Cushman. Uh, Nyes, uh, I think he's with the Gophers, the Minnesota Gophers. They're probably going to go all the way, which would bring him into the Leafs lineup with three games to go in the season. Yeah. And I, and he was responding back to some people. I was actually, I, I think Kyle Cushman's awesome. The, I love him. Uh, he said, somebody said, well, Great wouldn't stuff. you just swap him out for Kerfoot? And he's like, I think you're vastly underrating what Kerfoot brings and also yeah. vastly underrating uh, the jump from the NCAA to the NHL. It's huge. Yes. Well, and it's three games left in the season. One of them is against Tampa. They did it with Nick Robertson. They can do it. Uh, yeah, they lost, man. <laughs> well, they don't have to, but I mean, they can put them in the regular who, season. Who in Montreal, their first game was in the playoffs? Uh, Subban? No, it wasn't. Um, oh, Caulfield? Caulfield. No, yeah. no, he played Caulfield 10 games. got 10 games. 10 games? Yeah, oh, and he okay. had five points and then got scratched because who's a knob? The guy who's not coaching the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Nobbery. Hey, speaking of which, Mitch Marner, three assists last night. He, and they were nasty, too. They were nasty. Yes. You know what isn't, though? What? Mitch's dishes, baby. Hit it. Did somebody say skip? If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Mitch Marner, famous for being a bit of a uh, picky eater. And so he has put together, this is so cool. Starting this Thursday, March the 2nd, exclusively on the Skip app, uh, customers in the GTA, uh, Brampton, Hamilton, Oshawa, Brantford, Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, Owen Sound, Kingston, Sudbury, Sault Ste. Marie, North Bay, Thunder Bay, and Timmins, um, you're going to be able to check out the menu curated by Mitch with Chef Matt Rosen, who's the winner of Food Network's Chop Canada. Oh, and let's go. uh, 10% of all the proceeds are going to the Marner Assist Foundation. So when you order in your food, 10% of it goes to the Marner Assist Foundation. And we have a promo code. (laughs) Oh, we love a promo code. But so we're going to actually on Wednesday have the food in here. So you're going to be able to see it. Uh, But I'm going to give you the promo code now and then give you this later. So the code is SPO10MD. Again, the code is SPO. One zero MD. It's good for ten bucks off orders of twenty five bucks or more. And um, and listen, uh, it starts Thursday, and we have ordered some stuff. So let's go through what we ordered with Chef Matt Rosen. Jesse, what was your order? I ordered. Let me pull it up. I'm going to do the hot stick honey. Hot stick I, honey. That was my runner up. Ooh. Now explain what is it. So the hot stick honey is hot honey tossed crispy chicken pickles. 
shredded lettuce, and garlic aioli on a grilled potato bun. See, Jesse got back first. That was going to be my pick, but I saw you got it, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't get it, too. We could have shared. Mm-hmm. We could have both had the same thing. We can still share a bit. All right. <laughs> what was your pick? Uh, I had the uh, chicken fingers. What is the specific name? You got the boneless right wings. Oh, yeah. With barbecue <laughs> sauce. Get it right wings, because that's the position that Mitch plays. No, and I, I, uh, I like um, being a child mm-hmm. and ordering boneless wings, because it's easy to eat and delicious, and I'm a clumsy boy, and it'll be less messy than other options. Boneless wings are just nuggets. No, they <laughs> are boneless wings. I just boneless wings are chicken nuggets, everybody. <laughs> I just want to see how you get your giant Jack Skellington hands around this burger and you Who, s- me? Yeah, and you're gonna sticky up you're gonna sticky up your computer and sticky up your I didn't your, order your a mixer. Burger. He didn't order a burger. You say a sandwich. A sandwich. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. It's, uh, it's on a bun, but it doesn't make it a burger. So I had to look at this menu. And I ordered the inside out grilled cheese. And I was like, because, you know, dangles inside out. You know what I'm saying? You know That's what I'm fair. Saying? That's fair. And they emailed us back. The chef emailed us back. And what did he say, Jesse? Uh, after you chose yours? Yes. He said, oh, you wanted to order from the kids menu. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was the kids menu. Yeah, he wasn't making <laughs> yeah, fun of grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. So, um, you know what? The thing is, uh, we're, we're actually going to get all this food in studio. They're also sending a uh, burger and some other stuff along too. So you're going to get to get to see it. But what's cool is that, you know, this is something that Mitch actually put together himself mm-hmm. and, um, and it goes, you know, the Marner Assist Foundation is a beneficiary here too. So if Mitch likes it, it's gotta be great. Um, remember the code for this and it starts Thursday. So that'd be the flames Leafs game, right? If you're ordering in SPO10MD, it'll be live when restaurants open March 2nd and stay open until 1159. Okay. So we've got a ton of vouchers and that sort of thing, but it's $10 off orders of 25 bucks or more. And, uh, and I think this is going to be something that on the skip the dishes app. And Steve, I need you to do a rendition for me. Do it. Ding dong, ring a ding ding dong. Skip. Beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> we had to have a meeting about this partnership, and I was like, "Can we use the song?" And they're like, uh, "We uh, let let me look into that." And they said, "Yes." Yeah, I think you Steve, thought you could escape it. I want you to Take imagine again. Steve on a on a call with a bunch of adults going, "That that song hey. that song effing slaps," and I'm like, "It does." <laughs> Steve, he's a hundred percent right. Like, like you nailed it. Steve. <laughs> It's a great song. It is a great song, but it was just like, we, these people don't know us. <laughs> when she said ring-a-ding-ding-dong, mm-hmm. I felt that. I did too. The dances are good. The costumes are good. It's well executed. I like, the, I like the one where they go in the fridge and she's in the snow outfit. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I like all of it. When you're running low and there's no place to go and she's in her, you know, she's in her ski gear. Because she gets what she wants when she wants it. Yeah. What is she wearing with acai? Oh, I want, uh, and I want, I uh, see, yeah, 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 yeah. one order in delivery. delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great a hit. It's, it's the best commercial jingle of the last decade. In Is my it opinion. available in the States? Like, are there a lot of people who are going to be confused by this? I have or? no idea. I have no idea. Do Is we it? just get Katy Perry for a Canadian hat? Do we care? 
Do we care? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's about no. us finally. Yeah, it's about, I don't, it's about I don't, us. I don't think that matters here. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think it matters about the people who so can again, use it. So again, this Fair. menu was curated by Mitch and Chef Matt Rosen. The code is SPO10MD. Again, it's SPO10MD. Good for 10 bucks off orders of $25 or more, including the kids' menu. Is that an O or a zero? It's an SPO10MD. So SPO10MD. Oh, okay. Oh, that yeah. makes, Does that make oh, sense? There we That's go. why I was reading it that way. Yeah. yeah You're so yeah. smart. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Not, not smart much else, but. Uh, Wednesday, you're going to get to see some of the food. Thursday, it all comes out. We're very excited. Definitely check out the promo code. And uh, thank you, Skip the Dishes. Welcome to the STPN. We're thrilled to have you aboard. Did somebody say Skip? Now, uh, let's talk about the big news this weekend, which obviously was the Timo Meyer trade. What? So so we hear about the trade. Timo Meyer's been traded in New Jersey. This pissed me off. And then, (laughs) and then we heard nothing. (laughs) And we heard nothing for at least four hours. And we kept hearing nothing at all. And Steve's like, hey, I I would like to shoot a reaction video to this. And I can't. And then finally, like a couple minutes before the third period of last night's Leafs game, uh, because that's how every that's how all clocks are judged, by the way, if the Leafs were playing and when Mm -hmm. Um, the goofiest trade that we have seen in recent memory. Although I have to say it's nice that GMs are getting more creative. I like it. Here is the trade. San Jose receives a 2023 first round selection, a conditional 2024 first round selection. Shakir Makmalhuddin, Mukamadulin, Mukamadulin, excuse me. There you go. Uh, Fabian Zetterland. I tried that 40 times this morning and I still screwed it up. Uh, how do you just, how do you say Nikita's last name? Uh, I just guessed yesterday, but I said Okodiak. Okay, Nikita Okodiak. Uh, Leafs fans will know this person, Andreas Janssen, and a 2024 seventh round selection because you got to have a seventh rounder. Um, New Jersey got Timo Meyer, uh, former Leaf Scott Harrington, uh, Santeri uh, Hataka, yep. uh, Timur. Okay, read that one. Do that. Uh, one. Timur Ibragimov. Okay. Uh, Zach Emond and Colorado's 2024 fifth round selection. But obviously, uh, the major parts of this deal are uh, the prospects and the two first round picks. And of course, Timo Meyer to New Jersey. And I think all the way around, it's a 13 piece deal 13 piece deal and all the way around this is a lot of people see this as a win for the devils and it's hard not to because you any timo meyer trade the way that it was built up and the way that was reported and probably the way san jose pictured it was you're giving us a first round pick and minimum your top prospect right like top one two prospect right um and I think that New Jersey gave up their fourth or fifth best and their seventh best. Yeah, I know a lot of scouts aren't particularly high on, on Muka Madulin, but I mean, 20th overall pick. Mm-hmm. 20th overall pick, and he's played 66 games in the KHL this year for Salavat, which is difficult for a player of his age. Because mm-hmm. as I said on the video, the KHL doesn't give a damn about NHL development. Um, you know, oh, we need to get this guy into more games. We got to get him more ice time. No, we're going to play the players who are best for our team now because we don't care about development because we're not developing this player for you. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, sometimes they'll be like, 
Oh, you're leaving for the uh, the NHL, huh? We're gonna we're gonna not dress you for forty straight games. There, there's a Leaf prospect who I was tweeting about, um, Nikita Grabenkin, I think it was. He was basically like held hostage by Metallurg Magnitogorsk. Like, wasn't playing, and when he did play, it was like three minutes. I think there was a, a game or two where he just sat on the bench <clears throat> the entire game, didn't play a minute. Um, just like the Rangers, and we'll get to that later. He got traded uh, to Amor Habarovsk, and he's having one of the best 19-year-old seasons in KHL history. But Because he finally went to a team that gave him a shot. So they flat out just didn't want to... Is, is Metallurg, Magnitogorsk, is, are they, they're one of the better teams, one of the better clubs. They usually clubs. are, yeah. But it's funny because sometimes, like I remember when Ojaganov was going to go to the Leafs, and we knew a year before... He basically didn't play that year. Yeah, because SK they were St. Pissed. Petersburg uh, scratched him like half their games. Yeah, because yeah. they it's it was retribution for yeah. even daring to consider to come to North America. Yeah. So I know Devils fans are like, really, you just made this about the Leafs? No, I made it about the Leafs in order to talk about how impressive it is that Mukhamin Dolan played 66 games in the KHL this year. And by the way, it's not for Devils fans. It's for Sharks fans because yes. he's a Shark now. Uh, the San Jose Sharks got three first round picks for a guy they weren't going to resign. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think people are a little down on the hall, but I think three because he's gonna. I think it's gonna upgrade to a first. Like the conditions on that second round pick. Did you did you watch my video yesterday? Uh, no. So I thought it was very interesting that in the uh, Devils release, it was a. Uh, I believe they said a conditional second, mm -hmm. and in the Sharks release, it's a conditional first, and they're both right. Yes, it is. Depending on how the conditions go, it'll be a first or a second. But the Sharks are like, look at what we got. And the Devils are like, ah, we only gave up a second. <laughs> so it's, the conditions are if New Jersey makes the Eastern Conference final and Meyer plays in 50% of the games, or New Jersey makes the 2024 Eastern Conference final, then the pick becomes a 2024 first. There's a good sh shot. New Jersey wins two rounds. Mm -hmm. it's not bad like i guess you can't really look at it as a, a three first round picks but it's two and a half i guess when you're looking at it right now i think that's a pretty good haul plus um the extra capital I, and prospects for somebody who wasn't gonna play there past this season here's the problem though i think i think that you're right jesse i don't think that it's a bad haul um and and i don't think you're gonna win a trade where you're giving up the best player it's just impossible no, it's difficult. but the the problem i think in san jose is the expectation that mike greer continues to set with fans and with the media because he is bound and determined to stay away from the name rebuild he even said it uh yesterday when he was interviewed it's like well you could call it whatever you want it's uh it's not a rebuild it's not a rebuild it is a rebuild and he keeps saying it's not a rebuild and if it was a retool like he said he was, like he said he was doing, then he would have got more players. Those players are maybe they're a season away. Zetterland obviously is going to play. Zetterland can but, play. And Andreas Janssen's going to join the team. He's a UFA at the end of the year. Who knows yep. if he stays? But at the end of the day, when you have these first round selections, yeah, that's great. But usually when a team makes the playoffs, that means you're probably drafting 18 or below, right? And oh, and those players tend to take two to three years to be developed. This pick yeah, is right? going to be because, twenty-five to thirty. So because he, they are rebuilding, like regardless of what he says publicly, he knows what he's doing here and tearing down the franchise and rebuilding it back up. I think that there was though. I think he needs to work on his messaging with the media and with the fans. If you look at what the fans are saying right now, they think they got fleeced. To a, almost to a person, San Jose Sharks fans are upset, and I think mm -hmm. it's because they were sold. The St. Louis model, which is just emerged, which is we're going to trade our good older players 
and equip ourselves with some good younger players, and we already have a couple of good ones, and we're going to turn this around in a year or more. They don't have Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. They need to go draft those guys. So San Jose, like, okay, you're, the fans are a little upset because they thought they were going to get a bigger haul, but this is the situation they were in. This is a guy who's not coming back. This is the best you're going to do, and I think it's pretty good considering the circumstances. And I think you guys are leaving out something very key here. Timo Meyer has been traded five days ahead of the trade deadline, which frees up Mike Greer to do all sorts of other goofy shit for the next five days. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Eric Carlson becomes a little bit more realistic. Or, I don't know, like, think of the big contracts that they would love to move. Well, you're not moving Vlasic. I'm sure they would love to try. <laughs> I'm sure they would love to try. It gives you time for, could you do a rhymer? You know, and I know I love to bring him up, but could you? Uh, LeBanc, Barabanov. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of action out of the Sharks. I sure hope so. I, I think that, you know, it's it's too early to judge how Mike Greer has really done, to be honest. I know people are jumping on him, but, you know, you got Hurdle, who you expect to stick around forever. He's a top line setter. Logan Couture has still, after this season, four more years at eight million bucks. He's right? not bad. Not bad? Absolutely not. Nope. Carlson signed through 26-27. Vlasic through 25-26. Mario Ferraro, left defenseman, 24 years old. This is a good deal, $3.25 million. But you just, you're, you're, to me, for Mike Greer to redeem himself in the fans' eyes. And like it or not, whether it's fair or not, they're pissed. I think you've got to do the thing that everybody knows you can only do this year. And that's move Eric Carlson. He may never be this good again. This is the time. You must move on from that contract. He, did I read he has more even strength points than Connor McDavid? He's been amazing. He's, There's he's, no way. It's, look it up. That's a crazy stat. Yeah. I mean, I, when I read it, my first and, thing was this person is mistaken. And I get that. <laughs> that was my first thought. I get that he might be saying, well, he's super valuable. Look at how good he's been. He's got, let's say it's true. He's got more even strength points than Connor McDavid. But who is, who is that valuable to? It's not valuable to the Sharks and where they're going. No. Mm-hmm. No. And if anything, it hurts them. A hundred percent. You got you to gotta get Bedard. Yeah. Bring, him, bring him to Cali. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Okay. Dave. Yes, sir. Fire. You're a sick man. You're Sometimes. a sick, sick man for this. The prop <laughs> is called Campbell's Revenge Soup. Oh, stop it! What is it, Dave? I know. What is Where it? Where do I come up with these things? <laughs> okay, what do we have? What do we have? Well, we got a couple for uh, good old Jack. Um, we have whether or not he's going to record the win against the Maple Leafs on Wednesday because chances are he should get this start on Wednesday night. I, I Okay, he... He hasn't exactly been great in Edmonton, <laughs> but you'd think he'd get the start against his former team. But I've added one more prop for you. Okay. But I think I think Steve will like this. Zach Hyman Hatrick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm writing that down as we speak. Well, there we go. <laughs> Let's go. You got <sighs> I've added this. Because of everything that's happened over the weekend with a certain um Bruins goaltender, I've decided that we're gonna add Will Jack Campbell score a goal? I love it. Against the Toronto Maple Leafs, 100 to 1. Oh! Is the yes. 
Oh, that should be saying. fifty thousand <laughs> to one. I should get a stake in the company if that hits. <laughs> Uh, uh, you kind of do. The former friends bets are good. <laughs> Zach Hyman, 230 to one uh, uh, to score against the Leafs. But I like this one. Tyson Berry. Because yes. like Zach Hyman left on good terms. Tyson Berry left on get the hell out of here terms. And he almost true. got booted before the playoff. Yeah. Game. Five to one. To really? score a goal. Yeah. I you might might need to take a good hard look at he's, that one. He's, he's been pretty productive. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Oilers West versus Oilers. I mean, sorry, Leafs West versus <laughs> Leafs East. Yeah, I, I almost changed that around there. So. Hey, I, I, I say this all the time, but one thing about these bets is that you can always bet the no. Yeah. And you can turn your $2 into 28 cents on the no Tyson won't score a goal. I love That's true. I love winning those 28 cent bets because Adam, they, I'm looking at you. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> my thing. I love those. Can I bet against Jack Campbell scoring? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. You can't? You can, not scoring, not scoring. You could bet against Jack Campbell not winning. Ah, oh, boo. That's a bet for the Leafs. Leafs. That's, a pretty, that's a pretty good bet. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, yeah. wait. Yeah. That's good. That's also <laughs> good. <laughs> hey, Steve. Wednesday night. Looking forward to it. You do fun. have. You do have. And by the way, there's all the NHL trade props. Uh, yeah. there, because of all the action this weekend, there'll be a whole bunch more on the website. Uh, as of uh, the posting of this show. So you definitely go check them out. But, you know, Timo Meyer's off the board. But Steve, you, you need a second to brag before we close out the segment. Why? What'd I do? The wild. Your, your pinata. Oh! Tell, oh! tell us about that. Have the, we not talked about that? No, yet? we have not talked about your nope. pinata. And by the way, Dave, for anybody, while Steve brings this up, what's the pinata pick for anybody that doesn't know? Because people love this. Yeah, pinata is uh, exclusive, exclusive to sports interaction. Uh, basically, it, it's a little bit of a lottery ticket, but you, you bet your pinata. And you get a minute of when the actual goal, goal is to be scored. And someone on that panel over there nailed one uh, recently. And uh, you know what? Big congratulations. This is fantastic. $2, Steve. $2, Steve, threw $2 down. The pinata pick would actually spit something out, unlike the pinatas we use in the studio. <laughs> That's, true. And it said, That's true. The non-candy ones yes, that Adam yes. Wilde uh, <laughs> yes. brings Cardboard to the studio. Cardboard pinatas. How mm, dare you. Delicious. 12 minutes to 12 minutes and 59 seconds into the Leafs yep. game against the Wild. There's a random whistle, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I only have like 45 seconds left. And then they're like, oh, they're reviewing this for a goal. But it was against the Leafs, so I'm like, I really want my team to win, but I would also like $100. <laughs> and I want $100. And, and then they won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark and my cake and ate it, too. Exactly. It well done. I'll call Woo. myself well 40 cents, 7 Adam. I won 100 bucks off to <laughs> there you go, man. That's forty-seven great. cent Adam. That's me. It's Big not, and, and, not and the great catch part, on. And the great part is, guys, you never know when goals are going to be scored, right? You have the oh. sixty-minute clock. If they score at the fifteen-minute mark between fifteen and sixteen minutes, you nail it. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened to you, Steve. Yeah. It it's not something that you know. It, it's almost it is a lottery ticket, yes, but. It's so random that the the number being thrown at you is just as random. It, right. Anything can happen with it. I love the pinatas. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah, I will say this. I I got two pinatas for that game because mm. I tried it once and it was like 45 minutes in. And I'm like, well, that's not good for happen. the first goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so I did it again and I was like, 12. Hey, uh, yeah. and then it worked. <laughs> Dave, thanks as always, and we're gonna see you Wednesday because our big trade uh, trade deadline show is Friday and it's gonna be bananas. But you're going to get us all queued up and ready to go with all the remaining names on the board. Hopefully there are some. 
I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just create some names, too. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, Thanks, there guys. We go. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Bye. Leaf Scott uh, Lafferty. Yo, what? And Jake McCabe. What? What? Like right now? In the same deal? I well, have, obviously. I've, uh, for a I while now. I this a month ago. Uh, for a while now, I've had notifications for the Leafs PR. So whenever there's a trade break, get it right away. And I just got one. And we're going to play a little game. And it's going to be what? Did the Leafs give up oh. to get Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, a conditional fifth, and a conditional fifth? Okay. Here's what I got. I think they made Chicago retain. On McCabe, Lafferty, or both? McCabe. They both have... So Lafferty, Lafferty's a million and a half, right? Mm, 1.25? Lafferty? 1.5 or 1.25? Do you need this information? To answer the no, question. I guess not. Okay. Um, I want to say he has one year left, and McCabe has two. Mm-hmm. So McCabe at half retained would be this year and next two million dollars. Yeah, and that that for sure was going to cost a first round pick. We know that. So that's their twenty twenty five pick. So that's what I think is number one. <sighs> oh, okay. I don't think they gave up Matthew Nice. I th- Chicago I wants him. I know that he was almost in the deal last year. I'm really hoping they didn't give up Matthew Nice. I'm thinking Niemela? though, uh, I'm thinking they had to give up something off the roster. Well, to make the salaries work, I wonder if. Okay, so like you got you could do. I mean, they buried Jordy Ben and, and Joey Anderson, so, so you don't have to worry about that. I'm guessing here, right? Eh? Okay, <laughs> it's so interesting because everybody at home has already seen it. Like it's been. Yeah. It's the afternoon right now. So, Everybody knows what the deal is. <laughs> it's so you need it cuz Jordy Ben and Joey Anderson no longer on the roster, right? They're they're buried those contracts. Right. Um I mean they could be involved in the deal, but I don't know. But if you're moving money off the roster to me, the the two that make the most sense are actually Zach Aston Reese. Oh, and, I I kind of like him as a playoff guy though. Yeah, I do too. Uh okay, three guys. Obviously, Kerfoot's name comes to Mike as a UFA, yeah. but I don't think they would do that. I think they think he's extremely useful. I think useful. they like him a lot. Um, he's a good... Hey, man, what a, what a bonus to have him on a fourth line. Justin Hall is a name that comes to mind. They drafted him. Uh, I, got, yeah. yeah. And, and would get a lot of ice time and be valuable to, just, er, er, to Chicago and probably resign there. And But playoff Hall... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Playoff Hall, you mean the guy that got the penalty that stopped John Tavares' no, goal last you year? you guys! Playoff I, Hall! I we think can't Ra- do anything without him. I think Rasmus Sandin's in this deal. No! What is... Submit, everybody at home knows what the deal is. Submit Submit what submit you your deal. was. Okay, what uh, is it? Submit it. Do the Leafs... I think the Leafs' next available first rounder is 2025? Yeah. Or do is. they have the 25. a... 25. It's the 25. Oh, 25. Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's in there. Basically, any first or second they have remaining are gone. Um, Submit your deal. Submit it. The conditional picks are based on Leafs playoff performance, which is hilarious for Chicago. Uh, I'm going to say Sandine. I think Kampf might be in there. No. Yeah. So what is your submission? No. And a bunch of first and seconds. Okay, you think so they get no, rid of Camp? So your official submission is Sandine Camp a first and a second, something like that. Okay. No, you. I want. I want an answer, not a general. And, answer. and is there any salary retained? You have and to say Roni Hirvinen. Okay, those five pieces. No. Oh, is Nick Robertson in this deal? That I could see. Nick Robertson instead of Hirvinen. Okay. Adam. Okay. 
All right, so I think that they made the Blackhawks retain salary on McCabe. Because Lafferty's a UFA at the end of the year, right? No, no, he's got a, at least a year left. Okay, I think, I, but I, on McCabe's deal, I think they made them, they made them, they would go for that because they want to, they want to maximize the salary. So I, that's a first round pick right there. Um, I said Niamla, but I like Roni Hervinen or, or Nick Robertson yeah. better. Uh, so you said Nick Robertson, right? I think it's going to be Nick. So I'll say Nick. And we're talking about roster players. I think Justin Hall's a part of this. Um, and that's certainly not nearly enough. There's got to be a second round pick in there. The Leafs got two fifth rounders back conditionally. Yeah. Picks are so difficult to predict because yeah. you don't know how people value them. Yeah, well, I also don't know what they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we so we're not allowed to pull up cat friendly. They have so little. So, but, 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 you know, it's okay. Whatever. So I'll say a first, a second, Hall, Robertson. Oof. First, a second. Yeah, that's what I would say. All I saw was that the deal was big. I didn't see mm-hmm. any a lot of moving pieces. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, how many? Are we eight how close? pieces in total? Oh, eight. Shit. Okay, how yeah. close are we? Uh, not really. Ah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> the first and second, you were on the right path there, but the players involved, you weren't right. The Toronto Maple Leafs announced today that the hockey club has acquired defenseman Jake McCabe, forward Sam Lafferty, a conditional fifth round selection in 2024, and a conditional fifth round selection in 2025. From the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for forwards, Joey Anderson and Pavel Gugolev. Oh, okay. Okay. A conditional first round selection in 2025. Is it that is if they make the second round? Top 10 protected. Good, oh, good, good boy. Good, good, and good. a second round selection in 2026. The Blackhawks will retain 50% of McCabe's salary as part of the transaction. That's a fucking that heist! Is <laughs> It, ladies and gentlemen. Yo! Okay, I am sad about Joey Anderson. Yeah. Yo! Yo. I was talking about, like, Sandine and Robertson. That is a goddamn heist. That is... Okay. So, yeah, McCabe, 50% retained. Lafferty's not. That's fine. A conditional first-rounder in 2025, so it's uh, top 10 protected. Do you have the condition? It's top 10. Just just that? Yeah. So um second round pick in 2026. I didn't even know they were allowed to trade. <laughs> yeah. Um Joey Anderson, Chicago Blackhawks fans, the Leafs got him straight up for Andreas Janssen from the Devils. He's he he's actually given the Leafs some really good games this year, but especially if you're gonna be acquiring Lafferty, there's just not a roster spot for him. You're gonna get a good young, hungry player. I think he'll be a good bottom six guy for you as you rebuild. Pavel Gogolev, by the way, that is a contract. <laughs> Throwing that out the window. I'm really surprised that it's that. So here's what I'm here's what I'm getting. Okay, here's what I'm thinking when I, when I okay. look at a trade like this, okay. and when I look at Timo Meyer. You look at what happened last week. Things hit a fever pitch in terms of value. Gavrikov was going to go to Boston for a first and a third, and then Washington stepped up and said, "Actually, we're going to trade people now." And Boston said, okay, we'll take what you have. That's an amazing, that's a, what an amazing package. Guys, prices, this proves it. Prices fell this weekend. Prices fell big time. You look at the return for Meyer, who was supposed to get your top pick and a first overall, right? Yeah. Or a first rounder. Yeah. They didn't get that. And you look at this. This is like, I mean, they got them to retain Jake McCabe's 50% as well. Like, it's just, a, 
I could do a, a, pro, a protected first. That's you're, amazing. You're having Jake McCabe for the price of Justin Hall this season, next season, and the season after without giving up Justin <laughs> Hall. They didn't give up anyone off their roster. Nope. That's, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yep. So you're only pushing down. The only thing uh, that they don't answer is um, the 2025 first round pick. So it's top 10 protected. Let's say the Leafs fall off a cliff and, you know, a bunch of injuries, whatever, they missed the playoffs. Um, the pick ends up being third overall, but it's protected. What then happens to that pick? It probably just bumps to the next year where it's unprotected. Then it'll be unprotected. 2026. Wow. Usually, that's that usually how the those conditions. You can also you can, on the cap-friendly page. But, yo, you have to go for it. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. have to do it. Dude, that's a... That's a... Even if they don't succeed this year, which I fucking hope they do, but uh, both of those players will be on the team next year. Cap Friendly hasn't even updated yet. Or dealt. Wow, that's surprising because Cap Friendly's uh, usually like crazy on it. Well, they're probably it's waiting a, on some conditions or something. The busy time of the year. Yeah. Well, the Leafs just announced it. I know, but I think they're. Uh, listen, man, those guys work so freaking I know. hard. People, no, people yeah. have lives. People have yeah. jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And they, the Leafs have a ton of money coming off the books this year, too. I didn't realize. A ton of money. The Blackhawks, I'm telling you. That's before the Leafs trade. This is without the Leafs picks. They, Kyle Davidson, to his credit, has done a fantastic job tearing down the team. We don't know how they're going to do building it back up, but the teardown has been absolutely fantastic. They have a first and a second, or sorry, two firsts this year, two firsts the next, three seconds this year. Two seconds the next, two thirds this year, two sec, uh, two thirds the next. But then the Leafs gave up. Uh, oh, a first and a second. They're going to have counting. two first round picks yeah. for the next three seasons. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and they haven't even traded Kane yet. Not that that would be crazy. Wow. Seven second round picks in three years. Good for them. Wow. Good for them. That's how you do it. I mean, you got to hit. You got you do, and you have to yes, trust your scouts. But, the thing. but yeah. Chicago did draft well before. They got Taze and Kane. Yeah, and and Doc and Hagel and they found, I don't know why they got they, rid of them. They found Panarin, the Debrincat. Yeah, I, I say. By the way, um, it's not updated out. yet, but um, dead, deadline cap space for the Leafs as of before this trade was five point one seven million, according to Cap Friendly. Now I'm not sure how much of that changes with Matt Murray coming back. Obviously, this has to work with that, but you wonder what that leaves them with because it's two million plus Sam Lafferty at whatever he's making. It's interesting. Lafferty's 1.15. Oh, man. That's a, oh, yeah. a variable deal, too. Yeah. Wow. So the yeah, Jake, right. Jake McCabe's 50%. So 2 million. I didn't realize it was a three years. It's two more after this. Is three years left on the deal. Yeah. On He's going to be a leave for a while, man. Yeah. Unless they move him. So the reason I thought, <laughs> well, I, I, I thought I was in, there, I thought there had to be a roster player involved with this yeah. because of the cap, cap space. So that's what we've been hearing. The next move had to include a roster player. I mean, a big issue with the NHL is no one really knows the rules. <laughs> like, dude, the average fan does not understand how it works. We, I don't. It's so hard to even, understand. I, I second guess myself on almost everything. Uh, I got to say, as a, as a Leaf fan, um, holy shit. How did Dubas get O'Reilly, <laughs> Achari, McCabe? And uh, uh, Lafferty, Lafferty without giving up a prospect of significance. The biggest prospect he gave up was Mikhail Abramov. Mm -hmm. That's fucked. You he got four players 
You know what's even more fucked? What? His contract expires in like four months. Oh, Dubas? I know. Holy shit. He's the UFA we got to worry about. Spectacular. Spectacular. I mean, if they are not able to get over the hump, I mean... I, I don't know what else you can do. Hey, can you, can you... Let's not think about that. Can you just tweet out that we're, we've, we are currently recording so that people know I'm getting fucking inundated with tweets from people like, did you, did you guys already rap? Did you guys already rap? <clears throat> Tweeting, we are recording. Shut up. Ah. <laughs> so, so Nick Barden uh, from Leafs Nation uh, tweeted this out. Here's a potential Leafs lineup, okay? Let's just say it's based on last night because they switched Marner Nylander. And we were talking about who the hell's going to play with O'Reilly. Bunting, Matthews, Marner. Yeah. Tavares, O'Reilly, Nylander. Engvall, Kampf, uh, Yarn Croak, Kerfoot, Achari, Lafferty. Sorry, say that third line again. Engvall, Kampf, Yarn Croak. Yeah. And then Kerfoot, Achari, Lafferty. There's no why way is, that's going to stay Why is Kerfoot on your fourth line? Well, because I don't know, because he's played well with Achari, I think. They've generated a lot of, they've scored together a couple times. I, dude, I said they're not good enough on the wings to do the one, two, three. Now, now they might be. Uh, and then on the defense, and I think you'll like this even better, Riley Brody, McCabe Lilligren, and then Geo with Holler Sandy. Holy shit. God damn. Better win around. I wonder if he plays with Riley. I wonder that too. Can he can he switch? Is he a switch guy? He's a switch guy. Because he's left shot. Yeah. He's listed as a switch guy. I don't know enough about him, okay. to be honest. Just yet. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Hey, wow. something broke during the show. Let's go. All right. It it's the first time. You know what? That's Kyle Dubas throwing us a bone, but he's definitely listening. And uh and uh <laughs> every day. We've got we got two. Oh, that's two. We're two for two. What? On the predicting leaf straight. You nailed yeah, you I nailed got Ryan Riley, you got Jake and Sam. Dude, I had that a while yeah, ago. But no, I thought that was two. gonna be the only thing. Yeah, Adam, here it is. What's the next one? The next one, guys. So we got oh. the two of us got one. What's it what are you? I think the Edmonton Oilers. No, it's no, Leafs. Leafs. Leafs? Oh, it'll become this it'll it'll be this summer. Oh so yeah, yeah, I don't think they're making a trade. Done. Unless Shen. Shen well, do you think they go out and get Shen? Shen still? McCabe? They don't need Shen now. Shen right? McCabe. Wasn't Shut it up. Shen McCabe before? I don't need ago? your opinion. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think, I mean, could they, they upgrade at the goaltender position? Maybe, but I don't think they got the room. It's wild. I think they could afford Shen. At four, at a half retained, they could. 400 grand? Sure. I think they could. Yeah. Is that, can, is that, can I think you, they yeah, could. Yeah, no, that's part of the deal is that if Shen, because he's making like 786 or something. Yeah, can I, you retain and his salary be less than it, league min? Yes. They, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's they, cool. they don't have, um, what's it, assets <laughs> that they can get rid of. I mean, Dude. but I think prices fell this weekend. I think Chicago was like, all right, let's pull the deal. Let's pull the, pull the trigger. Let's go. Drafting and scouting is so damn important. And that might be concerning to you as a Leaf fan because you're like, uh, Steve, they just got rid of all their picks. Not all of them. They've had a number of mid and uh, late round picks hit yep. in recent memory. Now, we don't know that they all hit. Like, there's a bunch of guys we're confident they hit. But like, Topi Nimala, for example, like, this is a really small guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's, he's doing well in <clears throat> Finland. He's actually not doing quite as well this year. Hirvinen, excited for that guy. Pontus Holmberg, excited for that guy. Uh, Nikita Gerbankin, excited for that guy. Robertson, if he could ever fucking stay healthy, excited mm -hmm. for that guy. Rodion Amirov is a complete wild card. 
Um, Fraser Minton is looking like an unreal pick. Matthew Nyes is mm-hmm. looking like an unreal pick. Uh, Ty Voigt, they nailed. Uh, Ryan Verberg, they nailed. Um, they have an abundance of darts. Yep. Darts that they're aware of, right? Darts that are not mystery boxes because they're not draft picks. Right. They got their guys and they're hoping, I mean, if two or three of those guys that I just mentioned hit. But to throw that into what we were talking about with San Jose, I think that's what Sharks fans are so mad about is that, okay, you got us some lottery tickets. That's nice. But you said we weren't going to do this. You said we were doing a quick turnaround. And to do that, we need to have semi-developed prospects. Now, they did get one, yeah. but it's sort of like, you know, there's a guy, he's still playing in Russia. Do we, how would he even get here? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's, they, have to, they have to fly him through Dubai to get him, get him to North America. I think that that is the difference, right? Is there's, there, the Leafs have a, a, a prospects that they're extremely comfortable with that they really like. And they got through the trade deadline. I'm assuming they don't make another deal. If they do, um, so be it. Uh, but they get through the trade deadline without giving out a roster player or um, or a top prospect is amazing. They didn't top prospect. They didn't even give up a mid prospect. One they they gave up uh, uh, Mikhail Abramov. They didn't even give up like I thought. Miko Kokinen was as good as gone. Right. Uh, is Joey Anderson a regular NHL player one day? He I I think he is already. Yeah. Um, I think he's just the Leafs are just deep deep. I think he's playing in Chicago the rest of the year mm-hmm. every game. He's a good player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be in that lineup. There's a reason Dubas liked... It was like a couple years ago, the Leafs tried to... They traded for and then tried to get... Keep Evan Rodriguez. Like, uh, Dubas is good at... He is really good at finding some guys that are like mm-hmm. gem-type players. There's a reason they believed in Barabanov. Look at what he's done in San Jose. There's a le- reason they believed in Rodriguez, who went and signed in Pittsburgh and has done amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... there. Wow. I, I think that Joey Anderson's another one of those guys. He's got the speed... Um, and that man, the Blackhawks are just thin, man. Good, um, good penalty differential, really good at, uh, drawing calls, like, especially for a guy who doesn't really even play that much kills penalties. I think he plays on the power play in the minors. Uh, what could end up being a cool story by season's end is Pavel Gogolev, who was a, I believe a junior free agency signing out of Guelph, um, earned himself an NHL contract by being really good for a terrible Marley's team in uh, the COVID shortened year. It hasn't worked out for him. He hasn't been able to get into the Marlies lineup. They sent him to the ECHL with Newfoundland where he's been playing most of the year and scoring pretty well. And he could play in the E, the A and the NHL by the end of the year. All in one year. That's kind of cool. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, Chicago's going to have no one left. Holy. <laughs> and here's the, so, wow. so let's talk about quickly here. Cause I think this is important. Like, Jake McCabe, what does he bring? Now, we've heard about this guy, but for those of us who haven't been watching Chicago Blackhawks games, what kind of a player is this? What kind of defenseman is this? Pain in the ass. Um, you know, the, 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 there was a game, I think the Leafs beat Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first one where he fell down on the, uh, the breakaway nine seconds into the game. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not typical. Right, teams don't score less than ten seconds, and and guys fall down, and it's it was just one of those set plays. The Leafs executed perfectly, but there was a play for that game that made me go, "Oh, okay, I I could I, this could grow on me." Where he Nylander had the puck, I think, or Bunting gave him the puck, and McCabe just closed the gap, 
calmly guided Nylander into the boards, said thank you very much, advanced the puck up the ice, and I think it was Kurashev uh, scored a goal. So that's a good defensive play and an offensive play all in one. Um, so that is what I would like to see out of him. He's a big body. The Leafs just don't have those that like on the back end. Anyway, there's a void left there by Muzzin. Um, so he's, he definitely helps fill that. So he helps the Muzzin thing. Now, if I'm not mistaken, so the play that I'm imagining, he was on the left side of the ice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, mm, where does he play for the Leafs? That's what I'm trying to figure out. McCabe. Yeah. Like, well, do you, do you do like a Riley Lilligren Brody McCabe as a shutdown pair, sort of, and then... Can we go back to Riley Brody? That was really good. Why did we get away from that? It wasn't the greatest last night. And the problem is Brody is, for all his strengths, he's bullyable. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Which <clears throat> is actually why I kind of don't love him as a shutdown guy. Like I want him making good stick plays and moving the puck. So what if it's Riley Brody? I mean, Giordano does not come out of the lineup. Riley Brody, McCabe, Lilligren, and then someone is going to be the odd man out out of Giordano. Not going to be him. Sandine might be him, and Hall might be him. Keith loves Justin Hall too much. He loves Justin Hall too much. You're right. So it's going to be Geo Hall. With Sandine sitting, and Sandine, I think, is going to lose his mind. Yeah, I think it'll be probably some sort of rotation for the last 22 games of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll probably see Hall in it's and tryouts. out, Sandine in and out. It's, it's tryouts for game one of the playoffs. I kind of like that, though, because I hope they're more dialed. I think there's oh, some, yeah. I think with Sandine, Definitely. sometimes there's some mistake. Like, he is objectively more talented than a lot of the guys they have there. Like, he has make bigger upside, more talent. They need stops. It's, yeah, focus. They need stops. And that's a young player thing. It's not like Sandine's the only one who who's had problems focusing from time to time. I hope... I hope he fits the window. Hmm. You know, if there is another deal to be had before the deadline, I could see him going. Sandine? I could see him asking to go, honestly. Like, I mean, if after all this time and all he's done, he's played well enough. He's an everyday NHL player. But if he's not in the lineup game one and he's healthy, <clears throat> I mm-hmm. wonder if he goes. I wonder if he asks to go. Dubas has I, done I hope not. a tidy job with that decor. The entire oh, yeah. core is signed for next year outside of Justin Hall. And if you and if you subtract Justin Hall from the lineup, then it's all good. They have six defensemen now signed for next year. It's going to be Riley, Brody, McCabe, Lilligren, Sandine, Timmins, and Geo. That's seven. Sorry, my bad. It's even better. You, you don't your, even have, you have your to extra worry about body. It. You let Justin Hall walk if you want. Your entire D is there. You're probably going to be pretty young up front next year. But Lafferty helps with that because he's locked. And up. his face, by the way, on a shitty Blackhawks team, something that he can control is his face-off percentage. And he's at 52% this year. So this is this is a guy who can play center or the wing. Like the Leafs are going to have one of Lafferty or Camp on the wing potentially. Yeah. If they go three deep. Yeah. And maybe they'll do that weird thing they tried a few years ago where it's like, if you're right, then on the right side, we do the right. They hand. still do it. Do they? Mm-hmm. They still do it with uh, Nylander and Matthews. Mm-hmm. Right. They still do. It. I think that's part of the reason um, Babcock in particular was hesitant to put Marner with Matthews because they couldn't do that anymore. Oh, right? okay. Interesting. 
Yeah, the, I mean, they're, they're he, the best face-off. He should have focused league. on I don't know, like winning, <coughs> winning games, getting anyone to feel good about themselves ever. <laughs> wow, it's a good, it's a great trade for the future of the team, and it's a great trade for right now. I don't see the downside. The yeah. I mean the the picks is the only thing where you're like, oh, they have no draft picks, but who gives a shit? The the downside is if the team completely implodes in 2025, but like you can't, <laughs> I'm saying this in 2023, you can't live your life that way. No. So if it ends up going that way, a lot more went wrong in between this deal happening and that catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. This, this no. is not me being hypocritical about you shouldn't trade picks a year ahead of time. No, you don't trade unprotected picks over a year ahead of time. This one's protected. How did he get that clause in the deal? It's a great deal. That's a fucking great trade. Yeah. I'd extend Dubas today. That's a great trade. Chicago's a great trade partner, too, because they're not trying to win. So Kyle Davidson didn't want the roster players because that makes them better now. And you don't want that if you're Chicago. Awesome. Awesome, tidy piece of work. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to bet? Yep. Then get into the action at Sports Interaction. Whatever your sport, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, in-game, or on one of the many unique prop bets. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash Or in Ontario, download the app now using our QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, I want to throw this, and I want to compare and contrast because, you know, Leaf fans. Um, Tanner Janot. Yes. Who, oh, my God. Who, was, who we have not even got to yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, trade happens yesterday, and it seemed to many like a king's ransom. It is. The Predators got Calfoot, a 2025 first-round pick, top 10 protected, a second-rounder in 2024, plus a third, a fourth, and fifth-rounders in 2023. That is a lot. It's a draft class. And Calfoot's a first-rounder. Frank Saravalli tweeted, multiple GMs are stunned by the return, like jaws on the floor. Now, um... Uh, the Lightning gave up two conditional first rounders for Brandon Hagel last year. And you remember years ago, they paid San Jose a first rounder for Barclay Goudreau and first round of New Jersey for Blake Coleman. So this is what they have done because they have a core of scores that they need to augment with tough guys. Tanner Janot was seventh in, in Calder Trophy voting uh, last year, I believe. Seventh? Yeah. Oh, I thought it'd be harder than that. And yeah. had a great year, but hasn't had the best one this no, year. No, he's been terrible. But so have the Preds. And, and, well, yes. He's been terrible in terms of his production. I believe he led the league in fights last year. I think he had 14. Um, he hits like a Jeep. Now, the Lightning are in such a weird spot. Any other team in the league makes this deal, 
and we'd laugh at them, belly laugh at them because it's awful. That's fucking terrible. You gave up more assets for Tanner Janot than Janot has goals this season. You gave up six pieces. He has five goals. Now here's where the lightning get the benefit of the doubt. When they acquired Barclay Goodrow for way too much, mm-hmm. he had eight goals. They won back-to-back cups. Yep. They won and, back-to-back cups. And he was Coleman. part of the yep. extremely effective gr- grinding, terrible line. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, it was, they, it was Gord. Wasn't it? It was, was it, Gord in the middle, uh, Blake Coleman with, uh, Goudreau and Coleman. It was a miserable time. Miserable time. Right. And, uh, uh, where was I going with that? Talking about the the return on Tanner Janot, like how much it costs. Oh yeah. Them. Oh, so you'd Brandon normally, Hagel. Normally, re- you'd make fun of them, but the, I I remember the discourse around Brandon Hagel was, "Who is this guy? Why do we all of a sudden give so much of a shit about this Lee guy?" Lee fans found out in the first round. He was a nightmare in the first round, and look at the season he's having. He's one of their most productive players. It's the Lightning. Well, and I think here's what the Lightning do. It's something that the Patriots used to do when you know at the tight the height of the Tom Brady era is they'd get these guys out of nowhere. They wouldn't be drafted. They'd sign them as a free agent out of college. And, you know, they'd you know, sit on the sidelines for a couple of seasons and then they'd somehow fit them into the system. Mm-hmm. The Patriots had a system. The Lightning have a system where it's like, hey, on the Predators, Tanner, we needed you to do these five things. But when you play for the Lightning, we need you to do two things. Yep. We need you to forecheck. Hit and hit again. <laughs> And we yeah. need you to forecheck some more. And he'll probably get some goals out of it. Like, dude, n- who has a better pro scouting department in hockey than Tampa? Well, if you've been to the Stanley Cup final three years in a row, I don't think you can argue that. And that's so. So obviously they see the potential here. And so while people are laughing, I'm kind of like, well, let's not laugh quite yet because it's Tampa. Let's like that. Let's not tempt fate. And and, you know, I know that the Leafs are playing, but here's what Julian Breezewa had to say. Uh, If you would like to hear it, guys. Yeah, why not? At the end of the day, I know there's a perceived value of those picks, but we have a really good idea of what the actual value of those picks are. Individually, you can go, what's that first round pick worth? What's that second round pick? And so on and so forth. When we look at what's worth it to us, based on the odds of those picks turning into good NHL players down the road, I'd rather have a good player right now for this season uh, and next because he signed next year and help this group win right now, because I know what the odds of those picks are in terms of turning them into NHL players. I also know what the odds are of those picks turning into players that can help us win while we have this group of players right now in their prime and ready for another long run. The odds of that are zero. None of those picks are going to help. None of the players we were going to draft with those picks are going to help us win this year or next or probably the year after that. So when you put it in a context and you frame it that way, it becomes a pretty easy decision, actually. Oh, when I... No question. When I heard Tanner Janot was available, I was like, oh, the Leafs should be all over that. That guy's a nightmare. I know he's not having a great season, but no, because we were paying extra close attention to the uh, Calder race last Mm -hmm. year because of bunting. And there was this dude who was almost keeping up with bunting in terms of uh, goals. I think bunting had him beat on assist, but he was also hitting and fighting everything that moved. Wow. Five goals. I just, Oh man, that bottom six is awful. Awful to deal with. I mean, so maroon Belmar Perry, that's the fourth line. 
like set in stone, but then you're probably going to have a third line of Ross Colton, Nick Paul, and Tanner Janot. Tanner, that sucks. Tanner Janot takes on some of the duties that Brandon Hagel had in last year's playoffs that Hagel shouldn't concentrate as much on anymore because he's scoring so much. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Like you, you look at the four teams that loaded up the most. It's the four teams that are pretty sure they're playing each other. Right? Oh yeah. The Rangers and Devils. That's going to be an unreal series. What a fight. I hope oh. it happens. And then the Leafs and Lightning. I, I mean, something truly unforeseen would have to happen for them to not meet in the playoffs. It's going to be Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Holy really shit. Uh, what Puck, an arms race. Puckpedia just sent me a DM and they gave me the oh, full. Oh, okay. No big deal. Well, no. I mean, they're, 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 they're amazing. They actually uh, know that I struggle with numbers. Uh, so here's, here's what's interesting for the Leafs. After the trade, the Leafs have $2.85 million in cash. Oh, back space. to the not this trade. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. With, with this trade. Back to I, do, I, I do want to throw this back to McKay for uh, a second. I think we said all there is to say about Jano. Uh, uh, you know, was a good player last year. Could Somebody be again this year. That. And holy fuck, that's a lot of picks. Yeah, it is. So listen, if you're Julian Breezewell, you got to take a risk. I mean, if you're going to your fourth cup in a row, fucking cares. If it were anyone else, I'd be skeptical, but it's the Lightning, so I'm not. And the Lightning, I think, I talked to Scott Wheeler, actually, and I, and I asked him about their system. He said the system's not great. Like what they have actually oh, in there, yeah. Oh. Prospect. Why? I was like, I think it's pretty solid. I lose my shit. No, 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 no. It's not great what they have. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so he said, he said, there's no legit top prospect, very little depth. Their best prospect is Isaac Howard, having an up and down and mostly disappointing year at Minnesota Duluth as a freshman. So um, they had to trade the picks. That's what they have in, in terms of value. So Puckpedia. After the trade, the Leafs have $2.85 million in cap space with 23 players active on the roster. To activate Matt Murray uh, from LTIR, they would need to clear $1.8 million, or they could do it by sending down three players. Part of me wonders, too. Do they even have three players they can send down? I don't know. I, I, part of me wonders, too, if, if... They have eight defensemen currently. There's two. Yeah, but are any of them eligible to be sent down without going on waivers. I I can't think of anyone on the roster who's who doesn't need waivers. I don't know. I I I'm looking at it like Yeah. Maybe maybe I mean the simple solution seems to be oh Murray can't go until the playoffs. Yeah, oh. and I think that's probably what'll be the case. Yeah, hey Matt, how's your ankle? Okay, how would your ankle be if we uh, got another player as well? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Yeah, can't really send down anybody. This is one of the wildest recording days we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, and and completely, you had such a big show planned, and it was so much bigger. Like, we had Eric Lindros in. Mm-hmm. He was so good and went so long that we're going to release it as its own episode tomorrow. Yeah. Um, there was the Meyer deal, the Janot deal, the live Leafs deal. And here's what we haven't got to yet. Uh, let's just delete the Kraken game. Like who gives a the shit? West, the West hasn't done anything. Uh, here's it. These, no, these are, true. These are they sold. Yeah. These are the topics. The West hasn't done anything. Barry trots back to Nash- Nashville. Oh my God. K Andre oh, yeah. Miller and the spitting incident with Drew Doughty. Ew. Um, Mark Messier and P and Subban on TV. Linus Olmark scored a goal. Oh my God. 
Uh, Bill Guerin actually weighed in and said that Ryan O'Reilly was, in fact, a Minnesota Wild player, Jesse Blake. Let's go. No, that's not how that works. Yes, it is. Uh, and and uh, we actually have our grid rival uh, uh, F1 SDPN group is back this year. We had over a thousand people sign up last year for our Formula One pool. So uh, if you want that, it's on the SDPN Twitter right now. Oh, do, nice. we, do you want me to get to any of these? Like, do we yeah. want to talk about? We don't have. We don't have time. Do like, we? how long is this episode? I don't know. It's already, Long, it's right? close to an hour and a half already. And then we got the thing tomorrow. And we got it. No, We've no. been recording for three freaking I think, I think yeah. we're done. No. He scored a goal. Barry Shots, we called it. That was, hey, that was a thing that was going to happen. Called Barry Tr- yeah. People did tag us in that. Hey, yeah. I don't know you if guys called got GM. that. I called that one. Can I have that one? No. no you guys got your trades. We all called that. Can I just have one? We all called that. No, that right, was team fine. effort. Okay. You know Wonder what? Twin powers. All right, fine. Form of trades. Activate. <laughs> All right, no, no press conference, Get right? It. Okay, no. okay. All right, it's been too long. So let's fire up the, the extra. Show up. <laughs> let's fire up the extra. Don't forget, skip the dishes. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. And on Thursday, use that promo code. It's S P O, as in the letter, one zero, like ten, and M D S P O one zero M D is your promo code. Ten dollars off of a twenty five dollar or more order. Ding dong! Did somebody say skip? The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection.